Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scripture verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament to Paul's epistle to the Romans. Our last stop on the Romans road was in chapter 12 and verse number 5 where Paul uses the illustration of a body. We've defined this body as the biblical local church where believers are to assemble, to grow, and to serve together. In the context of each local body of believers, God gives what he calls spirit or spiritual gifts. Now, there is much confusion concerning spiritual gifts in modern Christianity. Some tend to overemphasize them, while others tend to underemphasize them. Now, there's a list of seven gifts mentioned by name in the book of Romans. And if you study 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians chapter number 4, you'll find a different list of spirit gifts. Now, we begin in verse number 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Notice these differing gifts are given according to the grace. Grace is God doing in us and through us what we cannot do on our own. Now, God may take a natural or a developed talent or ability and use it for his purposes. Or he may give us an ability or talent that we did not previously have to fulfill a need in a local church. Now the list begins in verse number 6. And the first gift mentioned is that of prophecy. Prophecy is not foretelling the future necessarily. But prophecy is first and foremost proclaiming God's word or God's truth to others in various ways. It may be through our personal conversation, maybe through a testimony, maybe even through preaching or even singing. And notice this is given according to the portion of faith. The same idea is mentioned in verse number four of the statement, the measure of faith. Faith is measured out or given to believers. And this faith is given in accordance to what we do with the Word of God. We mentioned previously in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The next gift mentioned in verse number 7 is that of ministry. Ministry uh, is service of any kind. Uh, notice this statement in verse 7, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Uh, that statement is in reference to the desire or the reward or the joy of a servant is simply the delight in serving others. And then the gift of teaching is mentioned in verse 7. The instructing or transferring knowledge of the word of God. And in verse number 8, he that exhorteth on exhortation. Exhorting is urging in practical duties or spiritual responsibilities. Encouraging others to be faithful in their walk with God. Or he that giveth. 
the word giveth can also be translated imparteth. It refers to distributing to those that are in need, especially material needs, whether from our personal resources or as a church distribution center. Uh, let him do it with simplicity or liberally or without partiality or desiring favor or recognition from others. And then the next one listed is him that ruleth. Uh, ruleth is referring to presiding over or overseeing or directing others. Let him do this with diligence. Pay close attention and carefulness uh, in how we instruct others. Or him that showeth mercy. Showing mercy is providing for the infirmed or for the sick. Now keep in mind, in Bible times, there were no such things as hospitals. Uh, people were cared for out of the goodness of the heart of their neighbors or family members. That's one who shows mercy. Let him do it with cheerfulness, with a pleasant, joyful, happy disposition. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. And now we move to the characters and qualities of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Beginning in verse number 9, I want to mention before we get into these things that this is not a list of things that we need to discipline ourselves to do. But rather, this is the natural fruit, the natural result of walking with the Spirit Salvation as well as sanctification are a work of grace and not of works. Beginning in verse number 9, let love be without dissimulation. Love is the word agape love in the Greek language, also translated as charity. can be defined as giving of ourselves, expecting nothing in return. Let this love be without dissimulation or hypocrisy. Uh, let it be sincere and unfeigned love. And he says to abhor that which is evil, to turn from, to be repulsed by wickedness, by sin, and then to cleave to that which is good, to cleave can be glued to or adhered to. Stick to that which is good and beneficial. Philippians chapter 4, Paul reminds us, whatsoever things are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of good report, things that are virtuous and things that are praiseworthy, these are the things that we ought to think on, that we ought to adhere to. In verse number 10, he says, Be kindly affectioned one to another. To be kindly affectioned speaks of the care and the nurture as a parent would a child or late in life a child to that same parent. With brotherly love, speaking of course of the love of siblings. And how sad it is in our world that oftentimes we see siblings that do not get along with each other. That's not the way God intended it to be. And he says, in honor, preferring one another, 
Philippians 2 and verse number 3, God says, In lowliness of mind, let each esteem or value other better than themselves. Again, this is the result of walking in the Spirit. In verse number 11, not slothful in business or in matters of life, not being idle or lazy or wasteful, not being habitually late as some uh, tend to be. Uh, know the value of time. Ephesians 5.16 reminds us to redeem the time because the days are evil. And he says to be fervent in spirit. The word fervent has with it the idea of being heated. It means to be intensely zealous with spiritual ambition. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then he says in verse number 11, serving the Lord. Working for God is our greatest desire and ambition in life. In verse number 12, rejoicing in heart. A joyful anticipation of Christ's soon return. The blessed hope of the saved. Patient in tribulation, faithfully doing what we ought to do, no matter what the trials and burdens and heartaches and sickness and afflictions uh, in life we face. In Romans 8, verse 18, Paul says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And then in verse number 12, the last statement, continuing instant in prayer, persevering and persistence in prayer. Philippians 4 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In verse number 13, distributing to the necessity of the saints, desiring to share all things that we have, uh, even material things, with those in need in our church. Acts chapter number 2 gives us a beautiful illustration of what that is speaking of. And then the last statement we will look at today, given to hospitality, always ready and willing to help others. And again, let me emphasize that these things listed are the result of walking in the Spirit. This is God's grace living in us. Uh, this is not a means of God's grace. We don't work at making these things a part of our life. They are a result of walking in the Spirit and in the grace of God. Uh, this list could serve as a good personal exam to ask myself, am I truly living the gospel and walking in the righteousness of God? I close today by asking you life's most important question. Have you personally received the gospel, the good news as presented to us in the book of Romans? This book describes in detail God's one and only way of salvation and sanctification. When God works in our lives, He begins a work of transformation. 
This transformation begins at the moment of salvation and will not be complete until we are living forever in His presence. There's no hope of eternal life in heaven without knowing Jesus Christ. So likewise, there's no life that compares to living daily in the presence of Jesus today. If you have any questions, concerns, or needs, please contact us at fbcamboy.org. I look forward to the next leg of our journey as we travel the Romans Road.